everyone. Welcome to a second episode of Series 3 of Robinson Ralph's award-winning podcast, Having a Natter. The, uh, the award, of course, in question is from Worst Podcasts of the Year, and we've won Worst Podcast of the Year in both uh, educational and comedy um, entries. So a double double win there for Robinson Ralph. So my two fellow winners, um, David Silito and Samuel Higgins, are also present. Hello, present, present and correct. Yeah, all here. Uh, and yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, we're here this week to talk about the case of D West versus uh, Redditch Borough Council. And according to the judgment, it was held at Birmingham. And then it says in brackets after it, um, parties, representatives, and witnesses attending via Skype for business. So uh, it was a hearing by Skype that lasted. Three days. Other video conferencing services are available. Yeah, that is true. And it was before employment judge blood. So uh, this is this is a case uh, where a claimant um, said the respondent had done some things, and the respondent said they hadn't. So Sam, do you want to? I mean, that's quite a lot of detail. But Sam, do you want to talk about it in a bit more detail? So in a nutshell, really. So, um, yeah, end of the podcast. Yeah, I'm happy to go into further detail, but is there any point? Because you've just kind of you've just kind of summed it up. <laughs> so, in this case, so the claimant was invited to and attended, along with 100 other employees, a staff briefing that was being held by um, the respondents' housing team. Now, during this meeting. What happened was that the claimant accessed a mobile phone that he had with him and he opened a WhatsApp message that he'd received. As a result of this, a sound came out of his phone and was played at quite a high volume. Now, what's clear from the judgment is that the length of time that this noise was played for is not clear, but it seems as though both parties agreed that this the sound was played for between three and... <laughs> for between three and 30 seconds. You know, a bit like that sound that you just heard there. Um, Thank you very much for the demonstration. Now, it was accepted that this noise was played accidentally and that it wasn't done on purpose. Um, That's what what accidentally means, Sam. Again, thank you for the the clarity. Um, And basically, the respondent's position was that this sound was of a sexual nature and that the sound was actually one of a female in the act of sexual intercourse having an orgasm. Now, in response to that, the claimant said that the sound was actually one of a goose. Um, So obviously he argued that it wasn't of a sexual nature, but he did admit that it could potentially have been mistakenly interpreted as being a sexual sound. Now, when this sound started playing from his phone, the claimant attempted to stop this sound by frantically tapping his screen. And it was his version of events that in doing so, he deleted oh. the message in its entirety. Oh, sorry, that was a moose. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, his version of events, he deleted the message entirely from his phone. Um, that was disputed by the respondent in its entirety. And basically, the meeting was disrupted quite severely. Um, and as you might expect, there was some quite a lot of laughter from those in attendance. Why? Well, I'm sure everybody can imagine the situation. So why why did people find the noise of somebody making love funny, Sam? I've always found it quite a beautiful sound. 
Um, good. Um, well, no one's ever laughed at you. <laughs> no one's ever made goose noises. Yeah. I think it, I think it was more nervous laughter, laughter. If I'm being quite honest, I'm sure we've all been in situations where you know you shouldn't be laughing, but you can't help it. No, I conduct myself professionally 24 hours a day. I, of course you do. Professionally, um, <laughs> what's that word? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was I was hoping there was no follow up questions. <laughs> anyway, um, Sam, this guy's played this video of um, a lady making love. Yes, and. He basically then made up uh, a reason or an excuse as to why that sound uh, was coming to his phone. He actually said that... Um, on, sorry, just so we're clear. Did he make it up or is this what the tribunal found? We're not saying he made it up, are we? Well, this is what, the tri- this is what he said and the tribunal didn't agree with. Okay. That way. Right okay. So um, the claimant said that geese had been targeting his house as it was next to a trout pool and that the message was actually a joke that was sent by his friend. But when uh, the respondent asked around staff if they thought the sound was one made by a goose or whether it sounded like one of a sexual nature, the staff all agreed that it was of a sexual nature. Presumably this was just the staff at the meeting as opposed to doing a general staff survey of... I bet, yes, I, I, it seems as though that was the case, yeah. Um, and also, why didn't they just listen to the... watch the video and listen to the video? Because he was claiming that he deleted um, the video accidentally. I mean, I don't know why they couldn't just request that he, you know, show them his phone. I mean, I don't know whether there's any issues there, but his version of events was that he deleted the message in its entirety. Um, so they took well, the decision did, to ask did they, did they ask to look at his phone? I think I they asked that. to look at his phone. I think he said he borrowed his wife's phone right. so that she could message him um, and that when he'd um, tried frantically to stop the noise of the Goose, um, he'd accidentally deleted the message, um, but he was unable yeah. to show the disciplinary hearing how that had happened. And they did their own investigations, and they said, "Yeah, that probably didn't happen." In fact, one of the witnesses to the disciplinary hearing, you can tell that you know it was all very down to earth, said that definitely wasn't a goose. I lived in a property with three acres of land with a great big lake in the middle of it. It was frequently visited by grey lag geese and Canada geese. I know the sound of a ge- of, of geese. It wasn't. <laughs> well, I have, some, I have some follow-up questions for that, which maybe are in the judgment, uh, uh, but maybe aren't, which is, one, how was his wife going to contact him if he'd got her phone? Yeah. Um, well. s- secondly, why not just bring his wife's phone in? Thirdly, to delete a message, is it as simple as, can you accidentally delete a message? And fourthly, why didn't he get his friend to come in with the phone that showed that the message was sent? Well, yeah, that, well, his friend did give evidence at the disciplinary hearing. And he had um, deleted it as well, had he? The, the, yeah, the message that was originally sent had deleted, um, been deleted from both phones. Um, but what had been sent was, uh, there was a message sent at another time um, after this of a uh, goose sound. And um, they said, yeah, that's the same message. I definitely, it's definitely the same one. Um, and the disciplinary hearing didn't quite uh, believe that and neither did the appeal hearing but it's, no. it's another classic case and I think we've said this on the podcast before um, the dismissing officer said well had he just owned up to what I find happened from the start which is that um, he was sent a message he didn't know the content he accidentally opened it in the meeting didn't intend it to, or deliberately opened it but didn't intend it to play loudly um, 
and, and it was a mistake and he admitted his error and apologised, then um, he probably would have got a final written warning. But because he compounded that misconduct by um, then lying about it, as the disciplinary officer and the tribunal found, um, he uh, the dismissal was the only option left available to the um, dismissing officer that the, the tribunal found. And they also found that um, as a fact that he, he'd lied about it, um, and that meant that it was definitely gross misconduct, and therefore he wasn't even entitled to notice either. So he, um, it, it was a high-risk strategy, as it usually is, to deny something when all the evidence points to, to the employee having done it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to understand why. If he opened it accidentally, why would it even be, unless it was clear what he was opening, why would it even be a final written warning? Why would it just be, why would it be anything? But if it was clear what he was opening and he opened it and it wasn't a work phone, then I suppose he was going <clears> to, <throat> if he knew what it was, it was, it was to be with the intent of watching porn. So I get it's a final written warning in that circumstance, I suppose. Yeah, well, I, I guess had he kept the message, they could have looked at it and said, well, it would have been obvious or it wouldn't have been obvious what you were opening um, and and made findings. But I mean, yeah, the fact that both he and his mate had accidentally deleted the message, I suppose, I can see why the panel would have thought. But then I suppose the other half, I kind of think, well, if he was just embarrassed about it, is it really dismissed? Ah, oh, no, no. Yeah, I suppose if he's lied, well, then he's lied. The, the, the dismissing officer said he concocted a rather implausible story to try and avoid any consequence for what had happened and had then continued to elaborate on that story rather than having been honest about what had actually yeah, happened. Yeah, I get it, yeah. Um, so they said, well, he's, he's breached trust and confidence um, as part of his gross misconduct. He was um, apparently part of a group of employees known hilariously as the Jokers, so his reputation preceded him in this uh, although that wasn't part of the reason for dismissal, the, the tribunal found. Was that, was that his defence, that I'm part of the no. joker, so it was obviously a guy? No, no, he said, he said, oh, you mentioned me being part of the jokers in the disciplinary hearing, and therefore I was dismissed because I was seen as a joker, rather than for the actual offence. But um, to be honest, if you're left with making those arguments in tribunal, <laughs> yeah, probably uh, um, not on the firmest ground. He'd been employed for 19 years, though, so a bit of a shame after all those years. Yeah, just be honest. I mean, I think that's the key, isn't it? When you get something like this, trying to trying to argue day as night and 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 you know up is down really gets you nowhere. Sometimes it's best to go in and just say, "Look, I got this wrong. I did this. I'm really sorry. Here's why I know it's wrong. Here's why I did it. Here's why it won't happen again." You might still result in dismissal. But you've got a better chance than than of staying if than concocting some load of half baked. Yeah. I'm not just talking this case. I'm talking generally, or 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 refuting something which is which is plainly obvious. But a lot of employees seem reluctant to, whether it's individually or on the advice of the union, to to, to admit they've done something wrong. It all seems yeah. a bit a bit. Daft. I think it's I think it's one of them that like you know hindsight's a wonderful thing. I'm sure if you put him back in the situation now, he would have he would have been open and honest about it. But I think like the compounding of the story um, to something which you know does seem you know quite hard to believe, um, you know made things worse for him. So yeah, if he could go it's, back again, I'm sure he would. It's what's weird about it is that this played. And he thought, oh, I'm gonna have to get a story ready because they're definitely gonna interview me on this, and then must have. Listen to sounds on the internet, maybe Google sounds that sound like a woman having an orgasm 
and Google said goose. Yeah. And he Which thought, oh, yeah, the goose does sound like a, a woman orgasming. Do you reckon he ran up past his wife and said, what do you sound like? Well, if you had to, if you have to name an animal, what do you think you sound like? Well, I think if I said to Juliet, like this has happened, and obviously the sound I'm thinking of is a honking goose. I think she would take that quite personally. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I suspect. But you know, it's just a weird sound to maybe, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe it's not. Each to their own. Mm. Yeah, each. Each to their own, as you rightly say. Um, we live in a free country. Yeah, and if, if people... Almost. Yeah. If, <laughs> you know, listen, there's no judgment here. Um, as long as, you know, listen, as long as you're not breaking any laws, you're not hurting anyone, do what you want. <laughs> I'd say that's not legal advice, but um, it kind of is. As long as you're not breaking the law... Yeah. Then it's fine. <laughs> It'll all be fine, yeah. Just don't break the law, please. That's it. So, yeah. has anything happened that we need to? Is that it? Have we? Have, what's our lesson from the case? Then the case is: if you're an employee, don't try and concoct a fanciful tale. If you if you've done something wrong, admit it, apologise, explain why you did it, explain why it won't happen again. And if the employer still has trust and confidence in you, happy days. If they don't, they don't. But honesty is always the best policy. Is that? Is that our advice? I suppose. I think that's a fair assessment of uh, of the learnings of this case. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. pearls of wisdom for Robinson Ralph. I think so. Trademarked. Uh, yeah, for once you learned something. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything else. Nothing else has really happened, has it? I've genuinely run out of interest. Uh, all right, uh, right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, bye. 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 Bye.